The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Let me tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. All right, so we got to start the episode with where things stand in the West. It is chaos. It is time for the cleaning lady to come over and take out our trash. Um, There's two weeks left. There's 26 teams that can make the play-in or the playoffs, which is just surreal. And all these arbitrary rules could possibly stop these teams from tanking, and they have. The biggest event, of course, that has changed recently, the biggest update, is the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings, for the first time in a gajillion years, put a hurting on the Blazers G League lineup to the tune of a 40-point win. For the first time in 16 years, the Kings clinch on that beam as the three seed. Warm me up on that beam, baby. As everyone knows, we've been talking about the Kings, been excited about the Kings all year. A lot of people thought that they would falter, but they did not collapse. They actually got better as the season went on. And now... They're not just only going to the playoffs or the play-in. They'll host at least the first round. It speaks to, one, how good Mike Brown has been. He's obviously coach of the year, hands down. But really just how the ownership has changed and how that ownership has changed the entire dynamic of this franchise. Vivek Randy Vay, it's hard to say. Learned a lot, obviously, as an owner. He had Luke Walton, got Luke Walton the fuck out, made sure to get a competent head coach to come in for him, put the organization in the hands of a bunch of people who knew what they were doing, like Monty McNair, and all of a sudden, a couple of good trades, a couple of good draft picks, and boom, you are a good team. Just like that. Playoff time. So Tom Ziller, the thing that I think is really interesting is because people talk about, oh, this is a 16-year playoff drought. But it's sort of, and Tom Ziller, check him out if you don't know him, Tom Ziller wrote an article about just how that undersells, understates how bad the Kings have had it in the last 16 years. Because 
it's not that they just missed the playoffs for 16 straight years. Seven of those 16 years, they were under siege. The Maloof organization, the Maloofs, as a family, as an ownership group of the Kings, tried to actively move the Kings out of Sacramento for like almost a decade, seven straight years. You had mayors getting involved. You had the cities rioting, fan base putting up flyers. Seven years this dude tried to move the team, tried to move it to Anaheim. They wouldn't sell to an owner that would say on purpose, we're going to keep it in Sacramento. Maloof wouldn't sell to that person. So to, to call it just a playoff drought is sort of spitting in the face of how bad it was. Then you enter Vivek. He has this plan to rebuild the team, even though we all know it didn't work at first. Hired Luke Walton. We get some mulligan. He looked like he was going to be a good coach. Obviously, was under Steve Kerr's tutelage. Vivek obviously likes some Steve Kerr. Mike Brown coming from the Steve Kerr tree as well. But when we look back, things started to turn around when Vivek built Golden 1 in 2016. Here's what he said about what Golden 1 means. Listen, we're not just going to build an arena. I want to build the best that's ever been built. He told this to Carmichael Dave recently in an interview. He explained he got the idea of the purple beam from airplanes. What if we add purple lights on the roof? When I'm flying, then I can tell that the kings are in the house. What a baller. He just wanted a, like a bat signal to know whether the kings were in the building or not. He said, I had this idea that people used to gather around a fire in the Middle Ages. They used to gather around cathedrals. The arena is the 21st century cathedral. So the purple beam is an outgrowth of making the golden one the center of Sacramento. That's incredible. What an amazing analogy. De'Aaron Fox, also the Golden One Center, we've talked about this before. I just want to stamp it again. Top three arena in the NBA. If I could create an arena that wasn't Madison Square Garden, because Madison Square Garden is just different. Let's be honest, Madison Square Garden is also pretty old. But if I could create an arena from scratch, Golden One would be the blueprint. Purple beam and all. The glass atrium, the bar up top, it's standing room only down to the court. The fact that you can see the court when you enter the building, like stadium vibe, like Roman Coliseum vibe, lit. Anyway, Deere and Fox explains what it was like to snap this playoff uh, drought. Uh, it feels great, man. Um, like I said, I think just uh, coming into it, knowing that that was kind of a burden, um, that you wanted to just get off your chest. Um, I'm definitely grateful to be a part of that. But like I said, uh, ever since Mike's gotten here and just the talent that we brought in, the guys that we brought in, um, everybody has you know bigger aspirations than that. But uh, it definitely feels great. It definitely feels great to be a part of that. So Sacramento's in. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Top three seeds are in. Nuggets, one. Grizz, two. Kings, three. Right? Rest of the West, completely unclear. Complete chaos. Let's look at 
what's going on currently and what's going on with their remaining schedules. First and foremost are the Phoenix Suns. They have a half a game lead right now for the final home playoff spot. Kevin Durant is back. Kevin Durant, for uh, as an aside, had 16 in 29 minutes last night. Big win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. But it is a brutal schedule for the Phoenix Suns. Down the stretch, they have six games left against the Nuggets. Two games against the Nuggets. Game against the Thunder. Game against the Clippers. A game against the Lakers and the Spurs. So just one gimme game against the San Antonio Spurs. Brutal. Number five, Clippers currently in the five spot. Half a game behind the Suns. Nipping on their heels. Playing really, really good basketball right now. Ty Lue just moved Nick Batum to the five spot. He just brought one of the Morris brothers from the starting lineup, bringing his ass onto the bench. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. They just had an amazing win against the Memphis Grizzlies without Paul George and without Kawhi Leonard. Russ, for whatever reason, has taken on a new role. Not the, the bench one. It's a new, new role. It's a, it's a rebounding role. Five left with the Grizz, Pels, Lakers, Blazers, and Suns. Uh, rough, except for the Blazers. Number six spot, Warriors. They're one game behind the Clippers for the fifth seed. One and a half games behind the Suns. Unlikely to catch the Suns. They could steal the five seed. There's five games left to go for the Warriors. The Nuggets, Kings, OKC Thunder, and then you've got two Cupgate games, Spurs and Blazers. Hmm. Wolves currently out of nowhere in the seventh spot. Remember, we thought we, they might even miss the plan. One game behind Golden State for the six seed and to avoid the play-in. Five left, easiest schedule of the bunch. Lakers, Blazers, Nets, Spurs, and Pelicans. Lakers, one and a half games behind Golden State with six left to play. So they're teeter-tottering on missing the playoffs and being a play-in team. Two times against the Jazz. Wolves once, Rockets once, Clippers once, Suns once. Whew. Rough. Feels like the Lakers are a play-in team, doesn't it? It really does. At least if they're the 8 seed or the 7 seed, they only have to win one game in order to get in. The 9 seed, Pelicans, a half a game behind the Lakers, one behind the Wolves, which is why that Pelicans loss last night to the Warriors is so stunning. They need every win they can get. Every team in the West needs every win they can get. They've got six games left. They face the Clippers, the Warriors, but also four bad teams. Spurs, Hornets, Rockets, and Blazers. Actually, I think they've got the easiest schedule of the bunch. They could win four of those six games pretty easily. And they're going to want probably some revenge against the Warriors. And then the 10 spot, the Thunder. Half a game behind the Pels. They've got five games remaining. Pacers, Suns, Warriors, Jazz, Grizz. Probably two easy games out of those. I could see them beating the Warriors. I could see them beating actually all of these teams, but not every single one. And then if you want to talk about the outside looking in, the Mavericks. Whoa. Game out of 11th, or game out of 10th, excuse me, and in the 11th spot. They face the Heat, Hawks, Kings, Bulls, and Spurs. So it's close for them, too. And finally in the 12th spot is Jazz. They're at one and a half games out of the 10th spot. They face the Lakers twice, the Celtics once, the Nets once, OKC once, and Denver once. Feels like the Jazz are done. I think we can kind of put them in a suitcase, pack them up, and send them home. It is absolute chaos. 
I am really, really looking forward to see how this all shakes out. The first round is going to be a doozy. There's going to be fireworks. Every day you have to Google NBA standings. I've never done that in my life. Every day something changes. The Thunder sitting there in the 10 spot, I think they were six two days ago. One win with a couple of losses for your cohorts boosts you up the standings and vice versa as well. Will the Warriors move up to five? Will the Lakers get a home game in the play-in? Will the Mavs miss the playoffs? All these are such crazy questions, and we probably won't know the answers until the very last day of the season. And NBA fans, that is exactly what Adam Silver wants, and it's pretty damn awesome.